Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. A setback in the race to develop a vaccine against COVID-19 in Brazil. A volunteer and clinical trials of the vaccine being developed by Oxford University and AstraZeneca has died. This is the first death reported in the various vaccine trials taking place worldwide. But Bloomberg and local media are reporting that the volunteer, a young doctor who had been treating COVID-19 patients, had received a placebo rather than the actual test vaccine. Oxford, meanwhile, says an independent review concluded since there are no safety concerns, the vaccine's testing will continue. AstraZeneca did not give further details on the volunteer, citing medical confidentiality. Last month, Oxford and AstraZeneca had to suspend the testing of their vaccine after a volunteer in Britain developed an unexplained illness. American health officials redefine what counts as close contact with a COVID-19 patient to include shorter but repeated encounters. For months, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has said close contact means spending 15 minutes within six feet of someone who tested positive for the coronavirus. But the CDC now says repeated contacts that add up to at least 15 minutes over a 24-hour period count. The agency advises anyone who has been in close contact with a COVID patient to quarantine for two weeks. Uh, there is some recent data uh, that has uh, been determined that individual who had a series of shorter contacts, but over time added up to more than 15 minutes, became infected. And, clarifying that new science, that new data into uh, our contact recommendation is what you're alluding to. And again, it's based on data that one didn't have four months ago. This comes as COVID-19 cases globally surpass 41 million. Some 1.1 million have died, while over 28 million have since recovered. Here at home, the Philippines logs just over 1,500 new COVID-19 cases Wednesday, the country's lowest single-day tally since September 7th. Total infections are now at 362,000, of which nearly 44,000 are active cases. The death toll has reached 6,700, while recoveries stand at over 311,000. The latest report from the Octa Research Group shows the Philippines has maintained its reproduction number below one. A China-made COVID-19 vaccine one step closer to conducting clinical trials in the Philippines. Food and Drug Administration Director General Eric Domingo says Sinovac has just hurdled the pre-screening stage conducted by the Science and Technology Department's Vaccine Expert Panel. Sinovac is now set to undergo regulatory and technical review with the FDA and an evaluation with the country's Research Ethics Board. So pinakita po nila yung kanilang datos tungkol sa phase 1 and phase 2 clinical trial nila to show the safety profile and the effect of the vaccine. At pinakita rin po nila yung design ng kanilang study na gagawin. At ito po yung ginaanan na unang repaso ng vaccine expert panel na in-endorse naman po nila positively to the FDA. 
Basta po makompleto nila lahat ng dokumento na hinihingi sa kanila, ang target po natin ay mga 2 to 3 weeks matatapos po ang ating review para mabigyan po sila ng kanilang, ano, ng kanilang uh, permit at saka ng approval po ng clinical trial. Aside from Sinovac, the country is also evaluating potential local clinical trials for Johnson & Johnson's Janssen vaccine, Russia's Sputnik V, and other potential vaccines under the World Health Organization's Solidarity Trials. A manhunt is underway for 13 inmates who escaped from a police custodial facility in Caloocan City, which serves as a temporary holding area for prisoners with COVID-19 or those waiting for their test results. Authorities say the suspects escaped by carving a hole into a wall of the facility. This is a facility, uh, a converted facility at that na dating uh, warehouse lang. Hindi congest yung mga ating mga POPCs sa mga substations. Ito yung mga due for uh, transfer, supposedly, kasi ito yung na-test. Na-test itong mga to, and then uh, nagbilang kami ng araw to qualify them para may turnover sa BGMP. Dapat ito this coming week or this, this week sana, i-matuturnover na namin sila. The escaped inmates are facing various charges including illegal possession of firearms and theft. Meanwhile, the two police officers guarding the, the facility will face administrative and criminal charges over the incident. In other news, a lifestyle check revealed huge discrepancies between the salaries and actual net worth of some employees of the Bureau of Immigration, which is currently mired in a bribery scandal. Nico Bawa has this exclusive. This is the surveillance video of the Special Action Unit of the National Bureau of Investigation on the meeting among Bureau of Immigration employees and officials who are being investigated in a so-called Pastillas bribery scheme. They left the parking area on board sports utility vehicles. The others used sports cars and luxury vehicles. The NBI also noted the monthly out-of-the-country trips of some officials. The statement of assets, liabilities, and net worth of one official showed he has a monthly salary of 32,000 pesos but also has has a net worth of 27.9 million pesos. This includes several condominium units, houses, and SUVs. Siyempre po, hindi, hindi lang naman sa basic salary siguro ang source ng empleyado na yan, ano? Uh, siguro, baka meron siyang negosyo o negosyo ng pamilya, pero dapat nakadeklara pa rin sa salin niya kung meron siyang negosyo. The NBI took note of a security guard who is designated as a chief of staff. His salary is at 14,000 but his net worth is at 10 million. Pag-aralan din po talaga natin yan ng masusi ano, kung ano, kaya nga lang ikukumpara mo sa basic salary, definitely medyo mahirap po ma-explain. Yun nga yung tinatawag na unexplained talaga, <laughs> unexplained wealth eh. His net worth in 2015 was at 3.9 million. The following year, it ballooned to 10.2 million. This is the same year when offshore gaming started in the country. Kaya niya bang maipaliwanag o ma-justify bakit nagkaroon bigla ng paglobo ng halos pitong uh, milyon, di ba, sa isang taon. According to immigration officer turned whistleblower Jeffrey Dale Ignacio, the Bureau of Immigration doesn't inspect the sal ends of their employees. Bakit hindi nila dinedeclare sa SALN yung mga properties nila? Hindi naman credible ang SALN eh. Hindi, yung iba dyan, 
pinapangalan sa mga kamag-anak. The Bureau of Immigration says they are making reforms to conduct lifestyle checks more often. Following po ng re, uh, reconstitution ng ating Board of Discipline, isa po siguro yan sa magandang paigtingin natin, natutukan po lahat ng sal-in natin ng uh, mga empleyado po ng Bureau para masigurado po na tungma talaga sa mga natatanggap po na salaries nila dun sa mga um, assets po nila. The NBI reminded government employees that the sal-in law has clear penalties for dishonesty. According to the NBI, they will still give the officials of the Bureau of Immigration an opportunity to be heard. They will be summoned and asked to explain how they were able to accumulate their wealth. Nico Bawa, ABS-CBN News. A Philippine senator asserts amending the national budget after passing it on third and final reading is unconstitutional. Senator Panfilo Lacson says the small committee at the lower house overseeing the amendments recommended by the government agencies is violating the rules of Congress. We have a four-phase uh, uh, budget process, yes, ano? Yes. budget preparation, authorization, execution, and accountability. We are now under the ex uh, authorization phase. The agencies under the executive branch cannot be allowed to participate uh, in the authorization phase of the budget process. Okay. To say that there's a presumption of regularity, uh, I think is misplaced because if that is the input or output of the uh, a small committee, what we have interpolated and deliberated on the floor, ano, including amendments. Mm. So, yun ang flow na nakikita natin sa Constitution. Okay. Because after third reading, hindi na pwede talaga. Meanwhile, Lockson says most senators want to further increase the budget allocation for the health department as the agency responds to the coronavirus crisis. A Philippine military official warns actress Liza Soberano against keeping ties with progressive women's group Gabriela Youth. That's after Soberano participated in an online women's rights forum held by the group. On Facebook, Lieutenant General Antonio Parlada Jr., the spokesman of the National Task Force to End Local Communist Armed Conflict, told the public not to label the actress as a communist. Parlade, however, advised Soberano to cut ties with Gabriela Youth, warning she could suffer the same fate as Josephine Lapira, a Gabriela Youth member who died from an encounter with armed authorities three years ago. Parlade issued a similar warning to Miss Universe 2018 Catriona Gray, who also advocates for women's rights. Gabriela Representative Arlene Brosas blasted Parlade for red-tagging Soberano. Soberano's lawyer also denounced the red-tagging of the actress, saying Soberano's participation in the group's forum is part of her advocacy of promoting the rights of women and children. In yet another significant break from his predecessors, Pope Francis voices support for same-sex civil unions. Here's the full story. Pope Francis has said that homosexuals should be protected by civil union laws in some of the clearest language he's used on gay rights. His comments came in a new film released on Wednesday. He says, quote, homosexual people have a right to be in a family. He went on, they are children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable over it. What we have to create is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. I stood up for that. By stood up, he seems to be referring to his former role as Archbishop of Buenos Aires, where he opposed legislation to approve same-sex marriages, but did support legal protections for gay couples. Eugeny Afinevsky is the director. I think he's the one who basically giving us to understand what we 
that we are the monsters and we're creating really horrible things for ourselves, but at the same time, he allows us to understand that even doing a mistake, we can admit this mistake and change our course. He's opened his heart to the hearts of all of humanity. The film, called Francesco, premiered at the Rome Film Festival on Wednesday. It places the Pope at the heart of a narrative that casts a wide net over some of the world's most pressing problems. The film tackles issues such as the growing gap between the rich and the poor, racism, climate change, sexual abuse, migration, human trafficking, and relations between Christians, Muslims, and Jews. A New York Times report reveals U.S. President Donald Trump maintains a bank account in China. For House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, that's a serious national issue, or national security issue, I should say. Here's the full story. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Wednesday said President Donald Trump's reported bank account in China raises serious national security concerns. This after a New York Times report revealed the previously undisclosed account. The top Democrat in the House of Representatives cited the Chinese government's ties to its financial industry and said Trump's banking there opened him up to vulnerabilities. Pelosi told MSNBC the Chinese government can watch the flow of money there and perhaps have some, quote, sway over the person who's taking money or putting money into that account, making it a national security issue. The Times, which has obtained Trump's tax records late Tuesday, reported that the documents show the president maintains a previously undisclosed bank account in China, one of only three foreign nations where he holds accounts, along with Britain and Ireland. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows said he had read the report but did not know if Trump's Chinese bank account existed and had not asked the president about it. Trump has said he handed over day-to-day -day control of his real estate business to his two sons but is still the owner. Former U.S. President Barack Obama returned to the campaign trail on Wednesday with less than two weeks to go before the November 3 election. Obama spoke on behalf of his former vice president, now Democratic candidate Joe Biden, at a drive-in rally in Philadelphia. And there, Obama launched a blistering attack against Trump, his most pointed critique yet of his successor. The only people truly better off than they were four years ago are the billionaires who got his tax cuts. Right now, as we speak, Trump won't even extend relief to the millions of families who are having trouble paying the rent or putting food on the table because of this pandemic. But he's been doing all right by himself. As it turns out, this was just reported in the last 48 hours. We know that he continues to do business with China because he's got a secret Chinese bank account. How is that possible? Meanwhile, Biden has been staying at home in Delaware since Monday to prepare for his final debate with Trump in Nashville, Tennessee. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Play back the interviews, too, on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on ANC.